0: Thank you, John. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So good to see you. Uh, This is like being home. And I really do appreciate getting to be here. This is my 13th week on the road. And uh, if I fall over, somebody pick me up and help me. (laughs) But it's a joy to be here. Uh, We've been, this is one of the this is the busiest summer I've had in preaching, and uh, enjoy it. Linda, my wife, uh, sends her love. She's with her sister in Ripley, who she's dying of cancer. She's uh, needs needs to g- go on home. You know, sometimes we don't we don't think about it, but there's sometimes we need to release them, and they need to go on home to be with Jesus. Uh, hmm. If you have your Bibles, turn over to uh, to uh, Mark the uh, sixth chapter, just one verse. I'm going to preach on. He touched me. Anybody been touched by the Lord in the house? (laughs) Amen. I tell you, the 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 crowd's got a lot wilder sometimes. (laughs) Holy Ghost is in the house. Mark, the sixth chapter, it's the Sabbath. The Sabbath having begun, he, he, Jesus, began to teach in the synagogue. That was the church of that day. And many listened, and they were amazed, saying, from where are these things for this man? Where is he getting all this revelation? Well, we know where he got it. And what is the wisdom mm, having been given to him Here's my point. And such miracles coming about by His hands. I don't know if you know it or not, but touch is the most important and powerful of all nonverbal communication. Touch begins before sight and speech. One of the most Wonderful things is when you see a baby, and and, and it, it it's still its eyes closed, it can't talk, but it takes its little hand and wraps it around mommy's finger. Touch. Are you with me? Touch. Uh, God, constantly through Jesus Christ, touched people with powerful results. I I, I remember. Uh, being almost flat on the floors, on my knees, just weeping, weeping, and I'd left the front door open up, and I'll never forget my dear friend Howard Mullins slipped in. I, I didn't even hear the door, and he all of a sudden I could feel him touching my shoulder. A- and there, I don't know if you know it or not, but there's nothing like a touch. From someone who loves you, from from someone who cares about you. And Jesus cares about us more than anybody else. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Praise God. I I don't want religion. I, I want a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. You listen to me. Please listen to me. The devil has done his best to destroy churches. During this COVID, I'm telling you, and people, listen, it's great that we have multimedia and we can watch. It's great for people that are shut in different things. But I want to tell you something. I read the other day where someone talked about they didn't need the church. What? You know why you need the church? Because you need to be able to touch each other. Don't you know there's an anointing on you? And don't you know someone comes in with burdens and battles? And just listen to me. There's an impartation. There's an impartation when someone's anointed and someone touches somebody. Amen. There's an impartation. You don't have to say a word. There's just an imp- Just putting your hand on their shoulder encourages them. And when they leave, when they leave Randy, they they whoa something happened in there. You know it wasn't a preacher. It, it was just a friend that touched me. Uh, you, you know. I I remember one preacher years ago said, now, put your hand on the TV. It's not the same. It's not the same. We need the church. We need each other. Are you with me right now? My God, if if certain people, if everybody did like certain people, churches would close up everywhere. And let me tell you what, we're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're on a mission to touch these people out there. With the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, praise God. Let's look at some of the effects of the touch of the master. Number one, his cleansing touch. Let's look at Matthew, the eighth chapter, verse two through three. Oh, my. Here here comes some two lepers... Leprosy, oh my. We we don't even understand it in our society. But these two come, and this is what. Behold, a leper came and worshipped Jesus. Worshipped Jesus. Saying, Lord, if you're willing, you'll never come to Jesus for anything unless you know he's willing. To save you? The devil will tell you you're not worthy. Well, the devil's a liar. yeah." Watch this. If you're willing, you can make me clean. Now, there's some problems here. Leprosy is a disease that affects the skin. It begins to, When it begins to spread, it will cover the entire body. It deforms the face. It deforms the voice. The voice sounds like uh, an animal. Are you here? And do you know... That in those days you were an outcast because there was no cure and it was highly contagious, highly contagious. And, and if you got near someone, you had to cry out, unclean, unclean, unclean. Matter of fact, on a beautiful day, if you got, you had to be 50 feet from people. You couldn't get within feet. Fi- if the wind was blowing, this is crazy. If the wind was blowing, you had to stay 200 feet away. They were quarantined. Sounds like a COVID to me. They not only were, listen to me, they not only were quarantined, but they had to have their face covered. They had to wear a mask, a covering over their face anywhere a leper went. And many times when the lepers were just 50 feet from someone, people would pick up rocks and throw them at them to get them to back up. Can you imagine a life of rejection? Total rejection. This disease, it attacked the nervous system. They felt no pain. You say, well, that'd be glorious. No, no, no. Felt no pain. That means if they stepped on something and cut their leg or their foot, they felt no pain. That means all they did, it would harm their body. They felt no pain. This disease would eventually start wearing away at the bone fingers would be destroyed, hands would be destroyed, arms, legs at the end. And I hate to even say this, but the disease on their skin put off a horrible stench. I remember a lady at Maranatha years ago, she came to me and she was all upset and she she said, you're going to have to do something, Brother Roy. I'm so glad I'm an evangelist. Praise God forever. I don't have to do nothing but preach when I'm out of here. She said, I said, what do, you ha- what do I have to do? You know, pastor always has to do everything. And she said, you're going to have to do something about so-and-so. His B.O., you know what B.O. is, don't you? It's hillbilly talk. His B.O. is so horrible that he sits beside me and and you're just going to have to tell him uh, to move or do something. I said, why don't you do something? Why don't you buy, uh, buy a bar of soap and give it to him in the name of Jesus and ask him to use it? But you don't want to be around someone that has a stench and these lepers, they just... Stunk. And and here's a leper that's coming to Jesus. Where's the unclean, unclean? Where's the 50-foot distance? And he begins to worship. And he begins to ask Jesus, if you're willing, would you cleanse me? The master's response is, is going to be amazing. And it should encourage everybody in the house. This leper, no doubt, had experienced rejection ever since the day they were infected with leprosy. Jesus didn't have to touch him. Did you hear me? You you go in the Bible, Jesus didn't touch many people. He didn't lay hands on many people. He just spoke. He made a divine declaration. Be thou whole. Be thou whole. Do you know why he touched him? Listen carefully. Jesus touched him because nobody else would. (laughs) That'd make a Presbyterian shout. (laughs) Do you know that we now, and, and please, I'm not trying to make us seem like we're something that we're not, but do you know that we are his hands? Yes, we are. And we are his voice telling people he loves you. He loves you. Oh, If you don't think we're his hands, what do you do with the scripture over in Mark, the 16th chapter, when the Savior said before he went back to be with his father, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe, 16th chapter of Mark. And he goes through the list, you know, speak with new tongues and cast out demons in my name. And then he says this, you will lay hands. Doesn't say you will even anoint them. James talks about that over in the book of James. But Jesus said, you lay hands. On the sick, and they shall recover. It's amazing. I remember uh, Ann Sylvester, she, she hugged, she hugged a man in, in the balcony of Maranatha that was deaf and just just hugged him. and the touch, he, I remember him hollering, I can hear, I can hear. Whoa! See, we get in a form and a fashion. We think we have to to do such and such and and it has to be the preacher or the evangelist. No, 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 no. You you can be sitting right now where you are and you can reach over and touch somebody. You may not even know what's wrong with them. And the touch of the anointed hand mm, makes a difference. Can I get a witness in the house? Verse number three. Then Jesus put out his hand What did it feel like when you hadn't been touched maybe for years and years and years? And he put out his hand and touched him, saying these words, I'm willing. Be cleansed. And immediately, the leprosy was cleansed. Now, that means if he was missing a limb, it grew back. Would that excite anybody I mean, not only was his skin once again pure and clean, but limbs were beginning to grow. One of the great revivals of 1904 and 5 and 6 was the Azusa Street Revival. If you've never read about the Azusa Street Revival in California, I would encourage, there's a book about the experiences of Azusa Street. And, And one of them was a man's arm was missing, and they prayed for him. Right in the church service. And his arm grew. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm boring some of you. But his arm grew right there. We limit, we limit the touch of the master's hand. And he's just the same today. And he wa- listen to me. He wants to use us. He, he wants to use us. That's why I'm really encouraging people. Get back in church. The devil isolated the leper. He's isolating God's people. He made them cover up. And he's making us cover up. In all kinds of ways, shapes, and forms. And I don't mean to be stupid. I I think people need to be cautious and careful. But by God's grace, now it's the monkey. Now it's the monkey. Don't you see? It's It's an attack of the devil. Can't you see it? Can't you see what he's doing? And again it'll be, it'll be masking, and again it'll be it'll be isolation and again it'll be quarantine. We got to press through something. We we've, we've got to. We we've got to press through something. We're in the last days. Does anybody in the house believe that Jesus is coming again? We, we, I don't think we should be stupid, but we need by God's grace to to see what's going on beyond the physical into the spirit realm. Right. Oh, God have mercy. The enemy's doing a thing. A precious church up in Ripley had to close up during the COVID. Had to close up. You know why? People quit coming. And they had a mortgage. And they couldn't pay it. And they had to, they had to auction off the church. Is that not? I, I'll guarantee you something. The devil was laughing. As they started bidding on the church. I love you. (laughs) Number two, his touch is a compassionate touch. You know, some people, they touch you and no no compassion about it at all. (laughs) I mean, they're shaking. Whoa here. Watch out now. (laughs) Be careful. But this touch, full of compassion. Personal Scripture, Matthew twentieth chapter. Two blind men come, and they start hollering when they find out it's Jesus. Lord, Lord, have mercy on us. My, my. God, this this phone. You know what's it's saying? It's saying, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm lying. It's shaking and saying, Are you okay? Yes. Leave me alone. I'll be sitting, I'll be sitting in a chair, relaxing, just relaxing all of a sudden. I'm looking at time to stand up. shut your mouth, I'll stand up when I want. It did. Ask me if I I'm preaching. What kind of world are we living in? Someone told me I could make a phone call on that. I have a hard enough time making a phone call on a cell phone. Help me, somebody. These two boys were crying out, Lord, have mercy on us. And, of course, the quieting down committee told them to hush up. And they kept crying out, Lord, have mercy on us. Watch this. So Jesus Ask them a question. And I asked you the same question. What do you want me to do for you? See, if you came here today just to be here, you know, just to be here, you don't want nothing, guess what? You'll go away with nothing. But if you came for something specific, I believe he'll give you something. Amen? Amen? I don't know about you but, but I often ask churches to open their mouths real wide. And they do. And then I say these words, big mouths get big miracles. What's wrong with you in the back is you you don't you don't want anything, you don't need anything. But I'm needy. I said I'm needy. So he, so he says, what do you want me to do for you? And, and my personal belief is you need to pinpoint your prayer. You need to get specific about what you're coming for. People call the altar and, and, and literally there's like a, a woman shopping. That they, what do you need? Oh, I'm just looking. No, no. Come up here with and pinpoint your prayer. Be specific about what you... Be definite in your request. Are you with me? He said, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? Man, that's an open book right there. Watch this. And they said, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. Oh, good preacher there. We think we can see with our physical eyes. But we need to see with our spiritual eyes. Church people are blind to what's going on. And there's things going on that we need to come against in the name of Jesus. And these boys said, Lord, open our eyes. I, I believe there's many of us here in the building. We, we need to pray, Lord, open our eyes. G- g- give, us, give us some revelation of what's going on. See these young children and young people in that building. They, they, they're just... You know, they're yawning and just having a wonderful time. Oh, to be young again. But listen to me. When you get older, you have responsibilities. And if you're a Christian, we have responsibilities to come against the powers of hell in the name of Jesus and, and drive back the forces. If we can... I, I When I see Christians that I know personally make comments about the Roe Wade Victory, that the Supreme Court, and they're talking about how it's okay to have abortions. Are you telling me that you believe it's okay to kill a baby? Then I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're blind as a bat. Do you hear me? You're blind as a bat making comments that abortion's okay. It's not okay. It's against all that humanity should teach you. Our eyes need to be opened to what God wants. In our lives, you know, we're blessed. If this is your home church, you're blessed. You've got a wonderful pastor and pastor's wife. You're blessed. Blessed beyond degree. And you, you you ought to see that God wants to bring in people. Hungry people. Boy, you lay out a spread. Let me tell you something. You don't have to ask me, are you hungry? I'll just jump in. You know, when I was a pastor, I always got, always got in the back of the line. Because, you know, the pastor had to wait. Everybody, you know, and usually when I got up there, butch, there wasn't hardly anything left. You know, but well, I'm an evangelist. I preached, I preached in Indiana last week, you know. And pastor said, we're going to have a uh, uh, carry-in lunch afterwards, you know. And, uh, you know, and you... And you know, and I'll never forget, the pastor prayed over the food at the end of the service. And uh, we moved. <laughs> we moved toward the front of the line. My only problem was, as Pastor Jamie will know, I'm an A personality and I'm in a hurry. And I passed a lot of good stuff that I saw on people's plates After I was eating. So sometimes it's good to slow down. Hmm. Listen to me, church. Watch what he does. And he touched their eyes, verse 34. He touched their eyes. And immediately, Jesus had compassion on them, it says. And he touched their eyes. He has compassion on us. And he touches us. And immediately. Their eyes receive sight. How many people have been healed by Jesus even in our age, in our day, and they go their merry way. You never see them again. I've seen it more than once. They, 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 a miracle happens in their life. God does a powerful miracle. And, 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 they oh, they were weeping and crying, and God moved in a glorious way. And guess what? After, after the miracle, they're gone. What? Brother, you ought to be locked in. You ought to have your seatbelts tied in. You ought to be in every service there is, praising God, thanking Him. You ought to tell everybody you know about the miracle. Has God ever done a miracle for anybody in the house? When I look out of this crowd, I know He's done miracles in some of your businesses. I know He's done miracles in some of your family members. I know He's a miracle-working God, and He has compassion on us. Number three, his comforting touch. James, Peter, James, and John are up on the mount. Jesus took them up there. It's a high mount in Israel. And all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah appeared. That stirred me up. I know people, have told me after church service that they saw an angel on the platform during the service. I don't know. But I... I kind of think, if I looked and saw an angel appear, I might pass out, but I might go, whoa, look at that. <laughs> Here's Peter, James, and John, and Elijah, and Moses, Moses the law, Elijah the prophets, and they're talking to Jesus. Whoa. And Peter, James, and John are there. And you know Pete. Pete jumps up. Can you imagine that Moses and Elijah are talking to Jesus and you interrupt them? That's what Peter jumps up and said, Whoa, let's build three churches up here. One for Mo, one for Eli, and one for Jesus. And all of a sudden, a Shekinah glory cloud covered all of them. The Shekinah glory is the presence of God. Light like you've never seen. It covers the whole mountaintop. And out of that cloud comes this. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Key. Listen to him. It's great to have Mo. You can read all the law you want to. 600 and I believe 13 of them. Go ahead all you want. I'm beyond that. I'm saved by grace. You you can go with the prophets. Thank God for the prophets. Hallelujah. I still believe there are prophets. But who we need to listen to in 2022, who we need to hear clearly is Jesus. Peter, James, and John... They're down, and they're trembling. Who wouldn't? You've just heard the voice of God, and they're down, shaking in terror. And Jesus came. Moses is gone. Elijah's gone. But Jesus is still there, and he came, verse 7, chapter 17 of Matthew And he touched them. That means he touched all three of them. And I love what he said. Get up. Don't be afraid. If you've ever battled fear, you know how horrible it is. And fear will rob us of our faith. And Satan loves to make us be afraid of things. But it's so wonderful that even in the midst of the devil trying to put fear on us, the master can touch us and say, get up out of that. Did you ever, do, you, do you always talk real sweet to your kids? I mean, when they're tearing up something, oh, sweetheart, you're doing that, you shouldn't be tearing that up. That's so precious. You know, I wish that, that, that I'd lived in the age where they would put me in a corner where they call it quiet time. I, I can see me going toward the corner. Oh, praise God. <laughs> if he thinks this is going to stop me from doing what I just did, he's one crazy dude. I'm over here enjoying it. I, I, I remember one little girl in, in church. They, I heard it. She, they put her over in a corner. I'll never forget it. And and, and and I walked by, and I never forget I never get here and say, I may be in the corner, but I am still going to do it. <laughs> well, my dad didn't know anything about quiet time. He knew about spanking time. And let me tell you one thing. Once he spanked me, I did not dare do that again. Anybody in the house? So sometimes it's a touch of discipline. But, oh, sometimes it's a touch, listen to me, that comforts us. Fear not. Get up and go and follow the Lord. Aren't you glad that he can comfort us? Aren't you glad in times of loss? See, I don't know if you know or not, but between your birth and your death, you're going to lose some stuff. You're going going to go through some loneliness. Between your birth and your death, listen to me, you're going to need a miracle. What you're going to need is a touch from the master. I looked in the back and I saw Nat. I saw Mary. Now I glance over. Where's Matt at? And all three of them are here today. Where's Emily? She's on TV a lot. You know, Emily, Jennifer's daughter, she was on Channel 4 News last night. Wow. And she did pretty good. Of course, she takes it after me. Moving right along. <laughs> you know what surprises me in church? This is my 13th week, as I said, preaching in different kinds of churches, all different kinds of churches. It amazes me how, how many so many people in church do their best not to laugh. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I've seen people that even struggle. Don't you know that laughter is good like medicine? Wouldn't you rather laugh than have to take a bunch of pills? Come on, talk to me, somebody. Lighten up. Life goes by too fast. Number four, his conquering touch. Luke, the seventh chapter, verse 13 through 15. Jesus is going up a hill. I've seen it from down below. City of Nain. Nain. He's walking up the hill into the city. The city's built on the hill. And he starts walking up the hill and he's walking up the hill. Here comes a funeral procession coming down. It's a woman who's just lost her only son. And she also is a widow. And she's coming down with a host of people to bury her son. One scripture says the coffin is open. Jews bury within 24 hours of death. And Jesus looks and sees this procession. And he looks at the mother. And he has compassion on her. And he walks up to a casket. Do do, do you, do you see the... The courage of our master, his touch never ever failed. If you read the gospels, never failed not to produce a miracle. He goes up and touches the coffin and speaks to the young man and says, Get up. Well, even in those days, they had caught, they had you know they had carriages. So the guys carrying the, the young man to, to the grave, and all of a sudden he's, all of a sudden he sets up. Todd, you're carrying you're carrying a, 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 you're carrying a c- casket, and all, all all of a sudden the person that, that's dead sets up, and the scripture says he starts talking. I would have dropped the casket and started running. I know me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, ah, whoa, whoa here. Shoo-wee. What's going down? Jesus just touched. Now watch this. This is the key. He conquers death with his touch. But he does something to me that is so marvelous. He takes the boy out of the casket and walks up to the mother and presents him to mom. Jesus not only conquered death, but he conquered sin. And he can touch us and conquer sin. I I can just see that mother as Jesus is bringing her only son, back to her. Number five, his curing touch, his healing touch. One scripture, Luke 440. When the sun was setting, all of those who had any that were sick with various diseases, it's sunsetting, and people are bringing hosts of sick people they brought them to jesus watch this and he laid his hands on every one of them he didn't just go Whoosh. he laid his hands on every some, some of the tv preachers are, they've gone crazy no no they they've, they've gone crazy they're doing things that's no more scriptural than a man the moon uh, I, I, I watched I watched the man the other day and, and and he was going and they were they were falling down 20 30 40 40 seats back well I'm not against falling down but show me in the scriptures where you wave your hand at somebody and they I have gone down before but I went down when someone touched me but these guys about break people's necks. It's the truth. Come here a minute, Todd. I'm going to just demonstrate this. Do you have insurance? Do you have insurance? No. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, she says, you do. Put, put both hands up in the air, okay? And close your eyes. Uh, I, I've seen these guys come back. They're about 20, 20 feet, and they come running, and, if the guy doesn't go down, his neck is broke. <laughs> Come on, church. I had a dear pastor call me one day, and he had an evangelist. He said, Pastor, I did not... A young preacher said, I didn't want to do when this evangelist was there. He said, he was laying hands on people and putting his foot behind them and tripping them. Thank you, God. I believe... I believe the Savior's touch to all those that were sick and afflicted was gentle. If there's going to be an impartation, you may go down, but it's not because I pushed you. It's not because I tried to break your neck. It's because the impartation of the touch of the powerful Holy Ghost flowed into you. A lot of people... they fall down, and all they're doing is just spending time on the carpet. If you, if you go down and you get up the same way you went down, you ought to grab your ankles and flip you over with your mouth open and use as a vacuum cleaner. When God touches you physically, spiritually, or mentally, emotionally, listen to me. It doesn't matter if you go down or stand up. If there's no change, it wasn't the Lord. But His touch will cure what the devil's trying to put on you. Father, I bless you. Lord, it's just a thrill to be here with friends. Lord, I thank you for the new people I see. Lord, that means you're you're working in a new way, in new lives. Father, I pray for someone here today that needs a special touch. I pray, Lord, they'd have courage just to come up. Maybe you need a physical touch. Maybe you need a financial touch. You need a miracle in your your finances. Maybe your emotions are just out of whack. And you need the Lord to touch your mind and your emotions. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you need a cleansing touch. I invite you to come. The altar can't save you. The altar can't do a work. But when God's people gather together. mm, 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 mm. Pastor Jamie, stand up here with me. You would. Father, I'm asking. Lisa, would you come and just stand with me? I'm asking for an impartation of your touch. I'm asking for precious people who desperately need a touch. Stand to your feet, church. I I want you to come and just stand across the front. Lisa, Pastor Jamie, and myself, we'll pray for you. But I believe, I believe he wants to touch some. Step out right now. Whatever your need, whatever area you need to touch, come quickly. Stand along the front, shoulder to shoulder.